My damn uncle got diabetes, took both his legs, made him blind. This, this fat ass motherfucker still drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> God. I'm not gonna lie, I'll probably be that guy. Okay, you got diabetes. Oh, it's going down. Nah, you Bring my, Be my red velvet. <laughs> Nah. Yeah, my uncle, my uncle ain't got no pinky toes, nothing. Damn. They had to cut them off. Crazy. One uncle, same one, motherfucker. Like his couch set off the wall, he had two liters of Mountain Dew piled up behind his couch. No, it ain't funny. I'm, I'm trying not to laugh, but it ain't funny, like, but it's funny, though. Man. Diabetes plus high blood pressure, like, it's astoundingly high for African Americans. Yeah. Oh, that shit's connected. Shout, shout out to Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> shit. It's a great mm -hmm. thing. Hold up. Let well, man, let's make the pivot, man. Welcome to the pivot. We're excited to have you, Cam. Channing, Freddie T, I'm RC to our partners. Over at Happy Dad, we appreciate you. Sponsors at DraftKings, everybody that supports the show. We got Cam Jordan here, 24th overall pick from Cal. New Orleans Saints, all-time sack leader. Congratulations on that. Uh, one of three people to play the game with seven and a half sacks for, what, 11 years? I think uh, for it's- For something like 11, Reggie, whatever it is. It's, Reggie. Uh, Reggie White, John Randall. John Randall, OG. It's the, only, it's the only two. And so I just think, man, just to be a part of, of that group, says what you've accomplished in this league. Walter, Walter Payton, Man of the Year nominee twice. So right. it's not just about what you do on the field, but we kind of like to start to dive into who the human is more so than the player, and we'll get to that. But for you, man, you grew up here. It's, we're in Arizona now, but you grew up in Chandler, Arizona. The Chandler High, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're actually pretty good. National powerhouse. We Not walk, a we, national powerhouse. We, we walk around, we bully people from Georgia and, and Texas and the likes. We walk around with our things swinging. No, you don't. Chandler High out there really, eh. No, you don't. What, who's the, hey, who's on, the, the players that went to your school? Whatever your high school is, well, I fly my team out. We'll come get with so, it. Who? What other guys graduated from there? Uh, the Chase, Chase Lucas went there, right? Uh, Nikhil Harry. So, yeah, Nikhil Harry, Brett Hundley. When yeah. I came out, defensive and opposite, opposite of me was Deion Jordan. Yeah. He was a real freaking nature. Like I'm six four, he was six seven. I ran a four six, he ran like a four four. Right. Like he was covering receivers. I wasn't covering no. Receivers. Did your high school play B. John Robinson High School? I don't even know. Because if that's they the running did. back from Texas. Where, uh, what high school did you go to? Uh, the one who started with an S, Sagaro. Uh... Sawaro? Yeah, that one. Huh, I, I figured he'd be a chaparral kid or something like that. I'm not, I'm just... Whoever he played, they it's... wasn't playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was getting waxed. They was getting waxed. For real. <laughs> like, but whoever, if he's from Arizona, you, if you don't go through Chandler High, you ain't play nobody. Wow. Granted, when I played, we were like, I think the deepest we got was like semis. Nah, Chandler High won like the last seven out of 10 or 12 years been out. And then no, let's not even talk about track. If you talk about speed, if you only talking about Chandler track. What? Y'all in the desert, ain't got nothing else to do. Desert monsters. Yeah, look at That's coyotes why. and play ball. Yeah, That's facts, it. and we act different. <laughs> now, if you talk about basketball, I, I can't help you that. <laughs> I got nothing for you. Not an AAU team, not a lick of YMCA. Not a, not a Mary Nada. Hey, running from Javelinos. What, is that Javelinos? what they call it? Yeah, running from Javelinas, Wild Pig. I've been in Arizona all my life, and you can only get those if you go out to like Prescott or something like that. You got to be out there, out there. RC, we missing one accolade. We are, we share the 2021 Senior Bowl Hall of Fame class. Mm. Oh, congrats. Yeah. You just slide, slide. My old ass said. <laughs> Fred, 116. <laughs> how I end up in his class? That just goes to show how great of a player I was. About to say, it Cause I'm long. like 13 years ahead of you or something. You 89, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's sweet. Y'all had to stay to y'all senior year. <laughs> I mean, honestly, ah, damn, y'all wasn't that good. Hey, if you, if you, if you, if you, <laughs> you was out of that chair. Nah, it is a sophomore. <laughs> Look, when I'm getting drafted, yeah, yeah. So like true sophomore, like red shirt. Red shirt. He had a red shirt. Yeah. Well, a gray shirt. It, it was dirty. Okay. It was dirty. <laughs> so you Bruh. had that year of development. <laughs> Actually, I told my told my knees up and got on some legal trouble. That was good. You never had one of them. Yeah. yeah Don't yeah. do me that. But you had three in high school, huh? Four ACL reconstructions in high school. Brother, what? Yeah, man. You you was going into college on a, on a crutch, like. <laughs> Ain't yeah. no way. Yeah, man. Like four of them. I would, uh, I would go, go going to a sorry high school. You to everything. 
I'd be in the huddle. I'd be a foot over my entire team on both sides of the ball. <laughs> they know the big light skin motherfucker getting the rock. <laughs> bink, 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 bink. Oh. Every play. You should you should have hit with that, that Larry Fitz, hey man. Like, don't hit me down low. Stay up top. The, the flag, I'll I pay you fine. Yeah. I, I, ain't, I ain't have the respect to Fitzy. Ah. Yeah. You got, the, you got the hair, though. Yeah, I got my hair. Fitz, Fitz is sneaking. Love you, Fitz. Yours is sneaking. <laughs> Not partaking of that. Not partaking of that. Cam, man, so since you're done telling lies about how great the Chandler, Arizona football is compared to Louisiana, compared to Florida and Georgia. Yes. We did lose IMG, so I can't say we're the best of the best. But we lost to them by like three points a couple years back. Yeah, they're cheating. Um, for, for you, though, growing up with a pops that played in the league, mm -hmm. your father, Steve, played for the Minnesota Vikings. I believe he left there as the all-time leading receiver yep. when his time was up. And now as a tight end. Yeah, as yeah. a tight end, right? And oh, now you're yeah. breaking records. What was it like to have a father who experienced that much success in the NFL and to be following him? And he even wrote in the, in the letter he wrote to you that he put you in Pop Warner because you thought you were a hooper. Knew I was a hooper. <laughs> it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I could tell them lies. I was like, I'm going to the league. Not basketball, though. Not basketball. <laughs> when I was 13, Pops just, like, dropped me off, like, with the pads. It was like, all right, man, figure it out. I was like, I don't want to be here. And then, like, I was trying to show off. I was trying to show my ass a little bit. I was like, I'm not practicing hard. I'm not running hard. You can't make me. And then, you know, game rolls around. I ain't play much. Like, you go from, you know, always playing, always starting, always being that dude, you know, just being bigger, naturally, like, more talented than a lot of cats growing up to now, you know, 13 years old, and if you don't put that work in, you don't play, and I'm getting like three plays a game for like two weeks. I said, fam, so I still gotta, I still gotta run. I still gotta do these Oklahoma drills. And you know, this is, this is when coaches can MF you and you know, do like now it's 2023, so everybody's softer. Like you, right. you gotta like, hey, mother lover, your mother loves you very much. Yes, she does. Come over here and run this drill. Yes, you will, come on. Like, you know, now, now everything's so, so sugared up, so, so sweet, like I don't even recognize half these kids growing up. They, they're growing up entitled, but I mean, you know, back, so I'm 13 and I'm like, bruh, I'm not playing? I gotta do all this work? It's Arizona. This ain't, this ain't like, you know, this ain't, this ain't where y'all from. This ain't cool in the summer. Nah, they, we had 110 degrees outside. You know what I'm saying? We, we ain't getting these, these new age water breaks every 15 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we getting that water, water makes you weak talk, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in there like, bro, I'm going through way too much hell not to be playing. So I started turning up a little bit. So then ever since I really started like, if you will, let, letting the hair down, I started cracking cats. Mm. And once we started cracking, it was on. I said, all right. But I was doing all on the wrong side. I was offensive lineman. Boy was really setting them feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, bro, this is miserable. You know what I'm saying? And I got to high school and uh, I was like, y'all want to be a defensive lineman. My coach looked at me and was like, I'm clearly one of the biggest kids on the team. Offensive lineman trying to box me. I said, fam, I'm not, and I'm killing it. I got my first offer as a tackle, getting multiple offers from colleges as a tackle. I went to like that first little camp, probably my junior year, and you know, they were like, offensive lineman left, defensive lineman right. And I was like, hee hee, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm tired of being hit, I'm going this way. You know what I'm saying? Like the greatest thing about offensive lineman is when nobody calls his name. Yeah. That, for the amount of work we put in, the blood that we shed, ain't no way you're not going, like you're going to mention my name. You, you right. Oh, Cam Jordan locked down the left side. Said no one ever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Cam Jordan popped the lid off? Yeah, now we talking about it. Right. Cam Jordan had an interception? Oh, we definitely talking about it. Right. Had the sack strip fumble? Guess what we putting in the paper? Right. So I said, you know what? Just for my, like, you know, for my decision alone, I'm going defensive side. And I started popping cats. Yeah, I went to balling. Yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah. Then you know what I'm saying? Need with, that. Like RC said, your dad already, I'm sure respected around town. Everybody knew him and all that stuff. Were you ever chasing him? And when did you surpass him? Never, uh, never. I beat, uh, so I remember I was like, I was like pops playing the league, like he was a tight end though. And so, you know, I remember I was off as a lineman. We was in high school. My cousin could probably tell you the real, like we were in high school. They, they drew a route up on the board and was like, hey man, we want you to run this stick. Nah, yada, yada. I said, cool, who am I blocking? Cause in my mind, tight end is not an option. <laughs> They're like, nah, man, we want you to go for a pass. I said, you better call Steve. <laughs> hey, my pops was the, was the coach, and he, you know, I probably got one of them, huh? You better call my father. Right. You better call pop. Hey, you better call my daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not him. I'm here to block or I'm here to hit somebody. Mm. I will not be a tight end. I will not be a receiver. You like, you can't put me in his shoes. Right. 
And then, you know, so it was just there. I just refused to be even like remotely. But even his success, though. That's nice. Who wants to be a tight end? They broke. No, no, no. But just he went to the league like <laughs> you. He he was he was you was the little kid getting three snaps a game. Your dad is a retired NFL player. Absolutely. He was hey, never chasing his goals. No, nah, coach out there looking at me. Look at your like he supposed to be like. Yeah, look at your dad. <laughs> and I'm looking at him. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. I, like in every facet, I think my dad did a phenomenal job of beyond forcing me to play football. He never really forced that shadow on me. He never been like, hey, you got to go get it. But he also led by example. Every mm. like that man is 60. What is he 62 now? He still works out five times a week. Yeah. Pops, Pops gets it in from as long as I can remember. If you was at my house on Saturday, after you did the chores in the morning, we was going straight to the field and you was getting all that work. You was getting seven sticks, curls, flats. You're running all types of routes. And it's fun for all my friends and cousins that are coming through. They're like, oh man, you get to do this with your dad did this. I'm like, bro, what you mean? I live I'm out here it. every I'm out here every Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> you know, but like that's just that's just a part of it. Like we we were so ingrained on how to work. And even so, he you know, Pops has been my coach my entire life in some sort of facet. Now he's working, he's an engineer, he does whatever he does. He gives back community, started up the first T program out in Phoenix, gives back. But he was my coach in so in terms of he was always clicked in. So if I was out there running with defensive linemen, he would never let me run with him. You know, all, mm. all the conditioning. I'm with linebackers. I'm with corners. And I can't be in the back. I got to be in the front. You know what I'm saying? I'm Whatever drills we're doing, my man, my, my, my pops may show up for one practice out the week. But that one practice, it better be a consistent update of what I've been the entire week. It mm -hmm. better be at the front of every line. Not like, oh, your dad showed up. You were at the front. Right. Now, he's going to the coaches because he's in. He's, hey, you know, Canvas slacking. Oh, I got your ass, big fella. And so now, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's none of that. So it's consistency. Right. It's, that, it's that idea that, Man, it's not because of him. It's because of what I want to be. Mm -hmm. So he made that pivot for me real quick. You wasted the first six years of your life being Spider-Man, webbing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Do you still think about being Spider-Man, though, like when you get a sack or some shit? Man, absolutely. Uh, but don't we all want superpowers? <laughs> look, we talk about webbing. Look, we must be talking about when I was a kid, I used to web the house up. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, my mom would be like, he, he used to come down when he was, he was a little kid and just take a ball of yarn and web the whole house. I'm like, hey, hey, relax. Hey, don't yeah. be telling everybody that. <laughs> you, know, with, you ain't one of them grown men still watching cartoons and all that, are you? Anime? You little watch little, anime? Let's, let's respect it. Let's, let's not just belittle it now. I think that's different than cartoons to people that watch anime. To us, it's just, just a cartoon. Is there somebody drawing little figurines that run like this? Yes. <laughs> that's a cartoon, Cam. I'm here for action, but I'm also here for this, this I'm looking for hams. I've never been here for storyline. In terms of movies, I'm here for, they're like, oh, this new Batman ain't it. Nah, Ben Affleck wasn't it. This new Batman out here giving people work. <laughs> he really was, <laughs> hey, He's though. out here giving people work. I'm here, and they're like, oh, but I didn't like him as a, I didn't ask for what he was. I like Bane for a reason. He out here giving these. <laughs> if you giving out hands, I'm here to watch, and that's cartoon, anime, whatever you want to call it, or the plot line. Yeah. I need to see hands. You give me this long storyline. You don't want to see character building. You don't want to see Narco? story. I'm fast forwarding into the. I need to see the, them choppers go. I need to see the hands action. That whole background story, I missed all of it. Don't I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so you basically just fast forward movies to fight scenes. I'm here for John Wick. That's an excellent movie. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm here. Three with, excellent hey, movies. I, he give you five minutes of talking. And now we're on to this clip action. We, we're here for all that. <laughs> we talked a lot about your father. And, you know, all of us have played in the league. We all have children. I have a son that plays at Arizona State. And so many times when there's a child or a son that does exactly what his father does, they always point to him. Oh, it's yeah. always, Pops did this. He's playing like his dad or his dad did all of these things. But your mother, uh, Anita, she had to play a role in Stephanie, Joffrey, Joffrey yeah, and your lives as well, and, and just making sure that everything wasn't about sports and you continue to grow as, you know, young men with your brother, uh, young, a young woman with your sister. Speak a little bit to how she had to balance all the things, the training and being hard on you and pushing you that your father did, and then now the maternal love of a mom. Nah, see, look, that we're going we're gonna to keep this a, a, a buck. Pops was that, like, background driving force. Moms was the first goalie. Moms was the first, you know, 
shot instructor. Like, Pops is out there working. Like, even after he retired, while he was playing, he was still in the offseason an engineer. Now, it sounds great and everything like that, but that just means he's always working. Mm. So at the house, no, 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 that was Anita Jordan's house. That wasn't, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't Pops' house. Like, like, he comes in when he, like, hey, baby, I'm coming home, and he gets in. Is it cool if I? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a law order there. Mom's is like, yo, this is what we're going to do. What you're going to do when you get into the house, give me your book reports. If you haven't written a book report, you will be writing a book report. It was always school first. Pops with the brown. Again, sounds good on paper. You know who's driving this home. Yeah. Mom's is like, look, this is what we're going to do. The first time I brought a C, I was like, yo, I'm varsity, ba- or varsity track, varsity football, uh, whatever, whatever it was. Uh, I was wrestling at the time. All that got yanked. The first time I brought home a C, Anita Jordan came went to Chandler High, sitting in the class. My son know the answer. No, I don't. That's why I didn't raise my hand. That's why I got a C. No, mama. I'm not doing well right now. <laughs> but you're going to figure it out ASAP just to get back on the football field. So, yeah. uh, you know, like she drove home a lot of those, those lessons. But again, she ran track. She ran track back in the day over at South Mountain High. Like they was out there hoofing it. Mm-hmm. So she, she got all that athleticism and that mentality of like, if you're going to go get something, let's go get it. So we, we be out there and we run on asphalt. Mom's is right there. Never out of earshot, never out of eyesight. Wow. But she she right there with whatever. So you hit the genetic jackpot then. Absolutely. So you're supposed to be a first round pick. Absolutely. I'm a lot less impressed now. Facts. Like at first I was like, man, you know, like pop. He got it out the mud. Yeah, he got out the mud. He no. worked hard. This kid what came from Chandler. No. Nah, his mom's ran Molded. track was an athlete. <laughs> Most pop played. That, that's true, but whoever whoever does the rankings though, they they he was a three star. Three. There was Everson Griffin was a five star. I think me, him, Prince of Mukamara, uh, and a center was up for uh, athlete of the year. And I think Everson won it. Maybe Prince won it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm trying to tell people I'm like I'm not really I'm not really built like y'all. I was like born like this. <laughs> like you know how like you can't teach size. Like right. you see them seven footers in NBA that don't be playing, but you can't teach size. Right. I was given 6'4", 270 pounds by the time I was a senior in high school. That's crazy to me. And now, the only difference was I was also running an open four from time to time. Right. Our track coach, Eric Richardson from Chandler High, if you were on the track team, you run a four by four. And it could be, it, we, could be a, hey, we could be at a dual meet, and there's nobody left. It's Chandler High versus Chandler High. <laughs> Our four versus four. <laughs> You're going to run this four by four. So you just got comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's a great thing in Arizona. Hey, man, it's the big week. Everything comes down to this. We got two teams. You got Kansas City. You got Philly. And when you're trying to build a team, if you're right on that bubble, you got to go out and get that one extra player or that one extra guy that takes you over the top. I mean, hell, football should have ZipRecruiter.com. Because right now, if you go on ZipRecruiter.com, you find that perfect match, anybody you need. It may not be a wide receiver, but it could be a nurse. It could be an accountant. It could be a trainer. Whatever you need, ZipRecruiter.com has it. Since we're talking football, RC, what do coaches do? They learn to motivate their players. You got to motivate your, your audience. And the best way to do that is with ZipRecruiter's new technology. They got all type of labels, bullet point filters. They're going to get you right. So go out there and find your MVP. You talking about finding that talent? When you want to pile on the talent of your team, you got to go to ZipRecruiter. Four out of five employers that list on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first 24 hours. Actually, go see for yourself. Exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash DraftKings. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-R-A-F-T-K-I-N-G-S. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And we let him spell, not me, because he's better this time. <laughs> Seriously, though, did you, did you pay attention to those rankings? You was the 37th ranked DN coming out of high school. Did you use any of that for motivation or, you know, down the road when you decided to pick your colleges? Lightweight. I mean, I would use it as a deflective. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they'd be like, oh, Kim, like, you got this, you got this. Your dad was. I was like, hey, man, I'm only a three-star. Relax. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, mm. oh like, hey. You know, you should be running, hey, relax. I'm just a three-star, remember? Like, I'm only a three-star. Because you, you go to a college, a college will let you know ASAP what right. you are. Hey, you know, you're a three-star, so you, you should probably commit with us. Hey, I'm only a three-star. Right. Wow. You know, you get, the, you get that pressure from UCLA. Hey, if you come up to this visit, we want you to commit. You're my first visit. I can't commit. No, we need you to commit. I don't know about need. I'm just a three-star, remember? So you were basically <laughs> using it to be an a-hole because that's not a deflector. That, a is, deflector. that is sarcasm. Mm, at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> did you, as you talk about your parents, I just thought about it. Did you become your dad 
And did you try to find your mom in women? No. I think I married my dad. That might be. He, he get beaten one-on-one -on -one and everything. You know, love and basketball over there. That's why I'm asking, because now I think about their relationship, and now I think about it for her. You know, you have a different relationship, it, too. I feel like more times than not, and she, like, my wife will hate it. I'm married. Like, I don't know what I did with my ring. I lost it. Yeah. Currently, yeah. I'll find it tomorrow, hopefully. But <laughs> I, I literally, like, you know, so I refuse to wear rubber bands. Like, when I see cats wear rubber bands, like, my wife was like, why don't you put the rubber band on? I said, did I go to Walmart for your ring? <laughs> don't push don't push your 99 cent ring on me like I got a really nice wedding band now, either way I don't know where it's at right now I set it down every time I go lift and then but sometimes you just it's forget it's about the women you can just throw anything on man but this you ring throw is anything on. this ring's 12 years old I think this ring was $100 that's on you but that's it's just it's just it's representative of something I don't gotta show out I'm about to get this thing tatted so like just in case like mine is like it's really nice I picked it out myself I said I like that one if we're going to put something on the ring, that's the one. But no, yeah, so... It's interesting how you say you married your dad, though. Man. It seems like you line up with what you've seen. Right. So people that are together with, they, with their spouse a long time, right. you go back and their parents are usually together for a long Like, you line that up, like what you've seen. You didn't, you didn't marry your mom, I you married your dad. I, was, I thought I was marrying a good Christian woman, which she is. She just has a lot of perspective, like drinking, drinking juice until like that last little corner and leaves it in the fridge. That's not Christian. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm, called, I'm like, you heathen. Like, who does this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, who leaves that corner of juice? Her. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. she, she won't. Or she, I'm like, hey, babe, are you hungry? You know what I'm saying? Let me get something for you. She'll be like, no. But when my food comes in, who's the first at the door knocking? You know? So that was, to me, that's dad tax. <laughs> Dad's been doing that all, all your life. Hey, man, what you got right there? Let me go here. <laughs> hey, man, you have your plate or like whatever you have going on over there. No, they got, you have Their your plate. plate. You got our <laughs> plate. I have, I have his plate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's, I got her plate, but her food yeah. is her food. You have four kids and you were given a tour to Cal for the final four mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. when you met. How is that relationship, because you grew up in the house with two parents yeah. who were athletes. Your wife, even more so, a McDonald's All-American, played at Rutgers. Is there- She was like the number two guard in the nation at the time. Yeah. Is uh, there like a level of competitiveness there between you two? Not so much on my side, but on her side, and I just match energy. I'm a very match energy guy. Right. And you know, like, she'd be like, you know, whatever we do, and that's why I, like, I don't even play cards with her anymore. Like, that's. She'd be, like, she'd be like, babe, let's play Uno. I don't, like, beyond me winning, it's now it's a challenge, right? Like, right. everything's a challenge. I'm like, babe, it's not that serious. It's just a game. Because for me, I'm still in the game. I'm right. still, I still get to be competitive as hell when I go to work. Mm -hmm. So when I come home, I'm just like, ah, it is what it is. And she'd be like, no, run it back. <laughs> Shoot. And now we're here. <laughs> and now we're here. But she, she definitely is. She's overly competitive. I probably, when I retire, I will be as competitive as her because that'll be my outlet. I am her outlet. We, we go hoops. She, you know what I'm saying? Like one of our first dates, we were going hoops and I probably caught her eye because I was busting her ass. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she plays basketball, but like I'm here for all of that smoke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 24, I'm Euro stepping and dunking. Like I'm finishing. She like, she, her claim to fame is she beat me once. So right. that's how competitive it gets. She, she called her shot too though, right? That, absolutely. We played like 200 times, but all she gonna remember her is a win. I love that about her. I don't remember her. I don't. I don't remember losses. I remember wins. She can remember her one win because I would. I dunked on her next game. You know, like for for me, you got to stay out the paint. You know, there's rules. You got to stay out the paint. You can't like bully her down. So there's. It's all just creating your own shot. She beat me the one time. I said bet. We went to eleven. I won eleven one. <laughs> like why is it? Why is it that important? Because I match energy. Listen, <laughs> you better be glad you got married early because your game is taking a damn woman to play basketball. No, no, no. That was one of the first dates because she was a McDonald's All-American. She was a year removed from her basketball. So, I mean, I, I walked up to her. If we set this up, I walked to her. It's New Orleans, whatever that is, 2013, 2014. The women's NCAA mm. Final Four is in New Orleans. So my Cal girls are like in the Elite Eight trying to get to the Final Four. Me and my guy, uh, a center of mine, uh, is from Cal. So we go, say what's up to the girls. I was their peer, like the senior's peer advisor. I was a peer advisor in college. Um, so that was my last group of girls. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna take my dogs out, go to, go to you know, Bourbon Street. We're gonna show a good time. The coach, the coach is over there like, Cam, relax. I'm like, ah, we, I was like, I have them in early, like no problems. 
You know, we walking down and we walk up on, you know, there's, it's, it's a it's women's NCAA Final Four. So it's women out there. They're, they're going in droves. It's, you know droves. what I'm saying? Like, so you walking past them. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I found me a good pack. So I need that. It's just, it's, it's, it's just me. It's like 10 or 11 of my basketball girls. It's, you know, Nikki, my wife, and like three of her bodyguards. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a, there was a big one that was looking me in the eyes. There was, big girls love big guys. And I'm, I haven't understood that attraction, but it is what it is. Then there's, you know, there's like- She don't want to toss around somebody little. She need to. They're like, normally she a big girl with a guy like, you know, you. Don't right? do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, normally- They're it, not for the toss When they go hump, it's always a hump. You know what I'm saying? Little <laughs> 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 mini fella. Hey, buddy. Come on, baby. See you later, fellas. Old lady say, I got to go. Julissa wants to leave. Martin, when Big Shirley called, they all had to go. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, got it. So, so we we down in Bourbon Street and there she was. So I'm like, uh, her 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 larger friend was like, if I'm 6'4, Shorty was 6'5. If I'm 285, Shorty was 240. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at me dead in the eyes. And you know what I'm saying? She like pressed me and I was like, ah. I was like, sweetheart, I'm not the one for you. I like I did a nice little Euro step beyond her. And she had another little friend, Euro step Shorty, got to her and was like, so what's up? And she wasn't feeling anything I threw at her. Mm. So, you know, uh, we go to one spot. First of all, I'm over here like, yo, I asked one of my teammates, I was like, hey, she, she swing for our team or like, cause I, like she's throwing everything back, like backhand, forehand, it's all coming back. So, so in your estimation, in, my in mind, your mind, you can only get rejected by someone who doesn't like men. No, I, not even acknowledged. It's not rejected. <laughs> it's not acknowledged. <laughs> I said, oh, it must not be her wave. Guys must not be her wave. Yeah. And it just so happened that like, you know, I, she was just like one of those my, like I said, wife was a devout Christian, walk on a straight line, had all of like two boyfriends her whole life. And mm. he kept each one of them for like years. You know what I'm right. saying? Like years. Right. So just never really walked into a type like her before. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, went through college, one boyfriend. <laughs> through high school, one boyfriend. Right. Shit. <laughs> Did not know that at the time. So, you know, I'm over here thinking, and she doesn't drink. She don't right. smoke. Like when I say ultimate athlete, shorty's like, I'm putting... Protein in the body. I'm putting this this lesser carb in the body. Like she's got her, she's regimented. Work out at five o'clock in the morning. Mm. So you know I'm, I'm I'm popping off all the wrong game to her. Look, sweetheart, let me buy you a drink. Right. <laughs> hey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we gonna be out tomorrow. What's up? Eh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm over here like, yo, I'm not okay. I'm not clicking. All right, let me <laughs> let me take a step back. Was this flat top cam at the time or no? This was probably headed in the flat top. Okay. Like the juice was coming. I think it was probably like a little high type fro. So either way, I had to like I had to change the angle up. You know, I had, had a little, uh, you know, what would Jesus do? Now this has got his love, but I had like a, you know, little what would Jesus do bracelet on. I had to, I had to shoot my angle. Hey, sweetheart, I'm like, oh, did you grow up in the church? <laughs> yes. Oh, we're in. <laughs> You're saying there's a way. You know, so I, I shot my shot that way and then just worked my way in slowly but surely. She lived out in L.A. I was going to L.A. anyways. I just like lived there the last off season and then. So we, we went on a nice little date. The second date, she's like, I want to meet one of your friends. So I brought my best friend with me. And I was like, well, what, what does one do with this? Okay, we're going to go to LA Fitness. Took her out to LA Fitness and started putting up some shots. She got serious about it and we started busting her ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been on a cracky since. Cool. Hey, for, for you, a kid from Chandler, Arizona, you go to Cal yeah. for school. You're drafted 24th overall by the New Orleans Saints. I'm from the NO. It's a different place, right? It's not necessarily what you've been used to. What was that adjustment like for you personality-wise? In, in which aspect? <laughs> Man, from Chandler, you got Gilbert, Tempe, Phoenix. You know, you can get you can get all the way. Now there's a Glendale. Uh, I still don't know about Glendale. Uh, but there's so many different places you can drive to, like 15, 20 minutes. You can see people you've never seen before. We had some activations a day that was like in... North, North Phoenix, and you from Chandler, we don't really go to North Phoenix like that. Right. And you know, this is all within 30 minutes. You go to New Orleans, it's just New Orleans. <laughs> it is New Orleans, and then 45, 50 minutes away, there's Baton Rouge. Yeah. Four hours away, there's Houston. Like, there's no, like, surrounding cities. Like, Metairie, Kenner, they're all the same. Yeah, you're right. Like, there's nothing you can see, nothing new you can see. You know, like, oh, I'm just going to the zoo, and it's in another city. No, it's right there. Like everything's right there. Hey, I'm gonna go. It's right there. There's nothing. There's nothing huge about New Orleans. But it, because of that, it's also like I already know where I'm going. I know how to move. I, you learn how to move. Yeah. 
and which New Orleans quick. Yeah. Which is important because unlike here, like in, in Chandler, you know you're good in Chandler. You know when we were growing up, we used to have to, you know, fight some Hispanic cats. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what the rift was. There was always a rift there. But we had riot police because we were scrapping in the in the courtyard. Like we've been fighting Hispanic cats for and in, in Arizona, we just got Mexicans. I don't know, like everywhere, like you get to New Orleans and all of a sudden you get Puerto Ricans, Cubans, all these. Arizona is just us and Mexicans. Fighting. <laughs> Fighting, scrapping for no reason. <laughs> don't even know why I'm scrapping the courtyard. Hey, but like I said, I come from the birds. I live a good life. Yeah. My parents did. You say you chose the streets? Chose the streets. <laughs> 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 but you know, just, that's just, that just is. So you get to Cal and again, Cal, you got San Francisco, Oakland, Richmond, Hayward, you know, all these surrounding cities. Uh, Fremont, like you can go wherever you want to go. I was in love with Cal the moment I walked on campus, mm -hmm. you know, and then you get to New Orleans, you're like, all right, what else can I see? Oh, this it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. It's in my ass now, but then the cuisine changes too. Right. And now you go from West Coast grilled everything to South fried twice everything. And so gravy. And gravy. I'll say, and sauce. You won't get this land yet. <laughs> they're yes, going to give you more sauce and some more sauce. <laughs> and so, you know, rookie year, I went from like 290 to like 310. <laughs> you've you become a star there, and and obviously now you've been the captains for as, as long as you've been to Pro Bowls, and I know championships somehow have eluded you. You y'all had two years back to back. You go 17, 18 playoffs. Stephon Diggs play, right? Three years really. It was 17, 18, 19. Yeah. Each one defined by. 17 was was Stephon Diggs miracle catch and then he became a top tier receiver. Yep. Like we don't we know Adam Thielen we don't know this guy. Right. Now we know this guy. Right. Stephon Diggs is that dude. Then you talk about 18 Rams, Rams mm -hmm. where they smack my dog Tommy Lee right there by the end zone completely before the ball even gets there delivers a blow to him. I said well that's not that's not that's not defense. Everybody knows that's a flag. Don't get that. Somebody smacks Drew in the face helmet to helmet contact. We don't get that. I said pick your poison. All you had to do was choose one call. Right. And that's on us for being in that position. Fine, I guess. NFC Championship game. The following year, we play Minnesota at our house now. Mm -hmm. Kyle Rudolph pushes off, catches a tutty. That's in the game. And all you have to do is make the call. Like, full extension, everybody knows that. And you feel gypped in some way. And at the same time, you look as a defensive player, never let anybody else decide your game. Drew's gone. Like, that window's closed, right? Y'all ain't got nobody. Drew's window's closed? Yeah. No, y'all's. Well, who's y'all? The Saints. No, no, no. No, no, no. Drew's gone, bro. You see the two quarterbacks that are in this game this week, top-tier mm -hmm. quarterbacks, right, MVP right. candidates. Y'all yeah. ain't got no MVP candidates. Yet. There's always a future. You can't knock out tomorrow. We're just in today. Relax. Take it easy. But those years <laughs> of back-to-back-to-back-to-back, Drew Brees was the, the was, fueling was the, force Was the driving force. Yes. Except we also won, what, 19? Mm -hmm. We won, what, seven games without him? Yep. The previous year, we won five games without him. Yep. We were solely preparing for what was to happen. You can't tell me our defense isn't a, a championship-level defense. But now, you get a little bit of help. But you were that for, for years, Cam. And, you know, I played on defenses in Pittsburgh right. that were like that. But we were able to capitalize on those because whether it was Ben to make a play, Antonio Brown make right. a play, Antonio Holmes, we found ways to make those one or two plays offensively when you needed them. Now, you can't, you can't account for what the officials do in those last two games you mentioned. But it's only so long you can have that Super Bowl caliber defense for sure. and not cash in on it. And for a guy like you who's going to be going into year the, the, the years of the teens, it's 13, yep, into year, into year 13, <laughs> do you ever look back or how do you look back on those times and feel about not capitalizing on what Channing said was that window with Drew Brees? I mean, maybe I will when I'm in your position. Right now, you can't tell me the door ain't open. The moment right. we get somebody in, I'm not saying we're drafting anybody because if I draft somebody, I assume that we have to cultivate them. Mm -hmm. You get you a seasoned guy, and this year is probably the year to do it. Mm -hmm. There's three or four quarterbacks you can be like, I can win today with right now. And I like that for me next year. Now, if we don't grab one of those three, one of three or four guys, I'll be calling you like, hey, that, that window might be a little tighter. <laughs> <laughs> but right now, I'm fully optimistic. Yeah. I feel like if we make a play at a Aaron Rodgers, a Derek Carr, a, even a Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens with, with, if they. Well, I, I was going to say Trey Lance, but let's just be real. Brock Purdy tore UCL. He's probably going to be out for six to nine months. Trey Lance going to get a shot. We still got shots at regardless of whatever. And there's quarterbacks this year that I think we can get. 
And then in 2020, you had this GOAT kind of descend from the heavens to Tampa in the NFC South. Tampa Brady? Right. <laughs> and that, that even narrowed the window for you guys did even it? more. We waxed them the first no, two you, times. No, you did. But you, you didn't win the South. We you did. Win the no, South. we did. They won the we South. Well, that's where it starts. This yeah. year, right? No, they won, they won the South. No, that, year they this won the, year, yeah, Tampa came back and won it. Yeah, the year that Tampa yeah. won the Super Bowl, right. they beat them twi- twice. So, they beat them bad one time. Right. Are you really With excited? With different quarterbacks. <laughs> Are you really excited to see him retire? Who? Tom? Tom? Yeah. Salute to him. Hey, absolutely. But I also think that had we, you know, had some offense going at times, and I really don't care who's against us. That being said, you, you can't fight what Tom Brady was doing. Right. He came in. He came in to Tampa and won the Super Bowl the first year. And then they started going like that. We go. If they start going like this and we start going like this, we have, all I gotta do is do this. <laughs> Slippery slope. And Sean Payton's situation. He retires, but he, now he's the Denver Broncos yeah, he, head coach. Yeah, he wanted a bigger market. That's really what it was. That's what I've always said. How is Denver a bigger market than New than Orleans? Than New Orleans, because New Orleans is like the thirty. It's like ranked like the thirtieth. Well, in terms of marketability, like we're we're not up there. We'll in terms that. of fan loyalty, we're we're tops. But in terms of exposure, mm-hmm. no. But what did he need a bigger market for? Everybody respects Sean Payton in New Orleans. Absolutely. So what's the big white? I don't know. Maybe he's done everything he could. He was there in 2006 to whatever. Like as he, we can't all have the Mike Tomlinsons that's just like undyingly loyal to the Steelers fan base. Yeah. At some point, maybe Sean wanted more. You know what I'm saying? His kids. He, his kids fully grew up. One of his kids is at TCU. I thought he was going to a Texas kid, team to be closer to his kid, honestly. I, I saw him in white and blue. And then Denver popped up, and I was like, eh, okay. Oh, so no hard feelings that he left y'all. Left us. He left y'all. What he you, decided what you, what you to leave y'all you under me, contract. You want, me, you, want me, you want me to start acting like the uh, Detroit Lions running back? They'll be like, ah. You know, they picked me up. They, the, the one that, that talks through his nose, the, the nasal one. Jamal. Uh, Jamal Williams. Yeah. Who, he, went, he went crazy this year, but, like, he be, he be throwing that cringeworthy content out. I'm just... Chan, <laughs> you're asking these questions, but you're still on the other side of Dion leaving. It's the same thing, right? Dion leaving what, the HBCU? D- yeah, leaving no, from no, there he, to he go to... he left there because of lack of resources and all that stuff. I'm talking about Sean Payton decided to leave bigger, the Saints. Bigger market. It's not a bigger market. The whole thing, right? What's that? Yeah, but he was Dion under contract. Did market. not he did Red Fred. That's what I'm asking. He that. did not want to be with the Saints anymore, but he still wanted to coach an NFL team. I didn't know if a veteran, a team leader like himself, would look at that in a funny way. I would. I mean, luckily he's an offensive-minded coach, anyways, right? So like I didn't have to deal with him daily. I only dealt with him on two occasions. We were doing really, really well. He was like, Cam, I got 50 plays. All of them are working. I'm like, yeah, Sean. You know, rock on. Are you Cam? What the f- are we doing? Step it up. Hey, relax. I got this. Right. And sometimes I'm like, ah, I'm going to try and get this. You <laughs> know, <laughs> like, you, you didn't draft me anybody, so we got a whole lot of nobodies. But you did this. But okay. Right. I'll make this work. <laughs> you know, but like, when you think about, <laughs> you've been in that position, and you're like, we need more. What did you give me? <laughs> what did you give me to squeeze more out of this? Yeah. You know, so you, you have this idea that, you know, Sean was like, oh, he runs everything. He runs the offense, and I don't have to deal with him. I deal with my DC. My DC is like AC to me. Mm-hmm. My D coordinator is the one you really deal with on a daily if your guy's a, you know, now now I have a head coach that's a defensive minded head coach, and now it feels different. Like now I'm like, yeah, I talk to him yeah. a lot. They're like, how's, how's the DA? I talk to him like once a week, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Twice a week, more, more times than not. Yeah. And it's like, I've, I've never felt this included. I say, I don't, I don't like feeling this included. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like how personal this has gotten. He's like, Cam, how's the, how's the locker room? Hey, man. <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. it's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a question I want to ask you. Uh, really, the locker room in New Orleans, is, is, is Sean a micromanager? Because he, he just came on, they asked him about Russell Wilson's team, the, the assistants. I wouldn't say micromanager. I know exactly where you're going with You know this. what I'm saying? It, so He's just old, he's old school. He's from that, you know, him, Belichick went under Parcells, right? They're of that system of like, hey, football's football. You know what I'm saying? Like, there isn't, there isn't, hey, like, he could be in front of the camera, but it's not like a, hey, we can all have our individual shows. Like, if I'm doing podcasts like I do now, like, he'd probably be like, 10 years ago? Oh, for shame. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that, that span of, but he comes from that landscape where there wasn't social media like that, where everybody can do, be their own person and still play football. Right, he was right. like, you play football, and if you don't play football, it's a distraction. You know, like, that's where that Parcells level comes from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you like it. 
you have to deal with it. I mean, that's like being a part of the Patriots. Like you saw more personality personality from Tom Brady after he went to Tampa yeah. than you ever saw all 18 years over at, at you know what I'm saying? And he was Tom Brady. Well, now he's taking pictures in his draws. I don't want to think about that. Don't yeah, why you do that. So, I mean, that's that's the place we've moved into. And is that a thing? Wait, wait what, what do you mean by taking pictures in his draws? That's what Tom Brady <laughs> did. I, I saw him kiss his kid and I had enough. I was like, hey, I'm good. It comes to an end for everybody. Like, everybody has their time. And in some of the, the greats, like a Tom Brady, you get to choose when to walk away. Right. How could have been last year had, had, had media stopped leaking them things. Well, he, he wanted to beat Shefty, bro. Shefty beat him last oh, year. Man. This year, he announced it on the right, beach. Right, right after. Right and you, after. And hey, you can way, buy the sand. <laughs> you can buy the sand. For you, how, how do you look at or how long do you think you'll continue to play? And what's the, what's the energy or what's the importance of leaving with a championship for you? I've asked this question recently because, you know, I'm year 12 and you can't play forever. And... I asked, I asked wifey, I was like, hey, what do you think about seven more years? And she's like, shit. I said, cool. She probably didn't say shit. She said shoot, but like, you know what I'm saying? I said shit. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. I was like, what do you think about five more years? She's like, five more years here? I said, oh, okay, so, so you're open to it? Mm -hmm. And then I asked myself, I was like, yo, do I still love this? There's not a moment in, I love all the practices, so I still have love for everything. Mm -hmm. The moment I feel like practice is a drag, the moment I feel like damn, I got to wake up and do this? That's when I'll be like, all right, we're on a very limited time basis. Right now, I'm in practice and I'm leading the charge juice-wise. Mm -hmm. Like, my energy level is so high, I'll be over like, let's go get it. And if I'm not at practice, I'll be like, yo, like, the, the boys are like, hey, man, practice was different today. Mm. If I'm still that driving force, we're good. I'm still on the sidelines, like, playing 75, 80% of the snaps. I'm trying to get back in the game. My coach is like, no, like, you've had too many snaps. I'm trying to, I'm trying to win. And unless somebody's doing what I'm doing on the field, leave me alone. If I'm still fighting for that, then I'm playing. The moment that it changes, like Fred, how many, how many years did you play? 13. When did it become a, ah, I don't feel like it. My last year in New England, just, you know, canvassing the entire practice, like, like I can do it, but I can't do it at that level. Mm. So I'm gonna give it up. There's a performance drop off. Due to injuries, so yeah. 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 So yeah. I was like, you know, fight those challenges, fighting, yeah. you know, grinding, grinding, grinding. Then you get out there and something happens. And now you got to sit back and watch everybody else do their thing. It became less fun. It becomes frustrating, less fun. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I'm going to call it a career. So it wasn't I could have continued to play. Yeah, it wasn't but, the politics. It wasn't anything. It was nah, just like, nah, yeah. nah. RC, I mean. Yeah, but I think the like difference for, for me was I used to do so much to get ready for games. What do you mean? And the way I had to do treatment, the way I ate, the way I, I practiced, like all of those things. And you I wasn't was, on that Ocho Cinco? You wasn't eating smacking nah, hell no. I, I had that level of talent. <laughs> right. right. And so for me, it be it became that the work it took me to get to Sunday, Sunday no longer made that week worth it. Mm. You know, like what what I was getting out of Sunday, whether it be emotionally, mentally, physically, whatever it was, it wasn't making that week worth it. And that's what retires people. Nobody, like you never get to Sunday and having a game and go, you know what? I don't want to do this no more. But then Monday when you get in treatment and it's still 2 a.m. and you got needles from your ear to your ankle, you're like, I don't know. Or when you're limping down the stairs to get to your barber on Saturday and you're just going to shoot it up on Sunday, you're like, I don't know. And so those are different things, but you don't have those things. And so my question to that is, does Cam Jordan ever become a player that goes to chase that championship, trying to find that right spot, comes becomes a mercenary, much like we've seen Von Miller, right. when you can still get money and still go deliver big, championships. Yeah, or is it about, I've been the Walter Payton man of the year here, I've been a captain here for all this time, I'm the all-time uh, sack leader, all of these things, I want to finish my career here and bring a championship here, and if not, I'm okay with who I am from a career standpoint. The game we play, the phys like the physicality we bring to it, and just like my, like the movies and anime I watch, I tell my you know I tell my boys, my teammates, every time we go to practice, I'm like, I don't know what y'all on today, but you know me, I bring these hands. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if and I play that way simply because I'm like, yo, this game, you've seen guys have non-contact injuries like OBJ at the Super Bowl the previous year, and that could be it for you. I have to be okay with saying, hey, if I, my sh if my shit ended today, would I be okay? Would I be upset about not having Super Bowl? 
Yes, because other people quantify Super Bowl as a Hall of Fame level stat. Mm -hmm. When you could just be a part of the machine, you could be a cog in the machine, and you'd be like, I got a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. <laughs> like, like, really, what did, did you go off? Right. Yeah. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I got four Super Bowls. Yeah. But who were you in those Super Bowls? Relax. It's the most important thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. let's, like everybody gets like, oh, he's a Super Bowl champ. But were you that dude? Were you Aaron Donald, a Super Bowl champion? Mm -hmm. When I said when he should have been MVP and they gave it to wide receiver because offense looks good. Nah, yeah. relax. So if you was that guy, hey man, I see you. But if you was just like, yeah, I got three Super Bowl rings and I rode the coattails of XXXX. All right, we'll keep on riding coattails. Get out of my face. But if you were a guy who had, in eight years, had 30 sacks and flaunts three or four Super Bowl rings, that's, right. that's nothing notable. That's you were a guy and right. you did your job. Good for you. Well, this is it, man. DraftKings has brought us all the way to the Super Bowl. And now when the Super Bowl, they still want new customers and they will incentivize you. Any new customer signing up with the promo code PIVOT, you bet $5 on the big game and you get $200 in additional bets. DraftKings still making plays all the way to the big game. It ain't but one game. So y'all know what I want to do. <laughs> the same game parlays. I'm telling you, pick multiple bets on the same game and have a chance of winning even more on the back end. Now, I know who's going to win, and I think it's going to be an under because I don't think these teams are going to score 30, 40 points like people are predicting. So I'm going to take the under. I'm going to pick the team, and you win more money with the same game parlay. One game. The big game. And we're here. But DraftKings isn't everywhere. But don't worry about it. DraftKings Daily Fantasy, they still got you covered. Bottom line is, download the app, put it on your mobile device, get money. Simple as that. It seems very simple. And remember, use the promo code PIVOT for all new customers signing up. You bet $5 on the big game, and you get $200 in additional bets. That's DraftKings Sportsbook app. PIVOT, $5, $200 in additional money. Can't wait to see you at the big game. There's somebody on your mind I'm not going to ask. But, uh... Come on! There's somebody you brought yeah, up. Oh, it was two, it was two, it was two. It was eight, eight years, 37. It was somebody <laughs> on your mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny. You talk about the old school air ball, how you learn, you know what I'm saying? The, the waters yeah. for weakness and all that stuff. Man. That's gone. Gone. The, the physical That's side of it That's what I'm saying. The gone. boys are soft now. The I'm like, on. I got guys that are born in 2000, and the boys, like, you know, not saying that paint your nails are wrong. They come in different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The adjustment of an old school football guy like yourself. <laughs> I'm not talking about the football side, the follow on the quarterbacks and all that stuff. That's ridiculous. Me, off the field, the exchanging jerseys, yeah, the, the calling the guy pregame to talk with him, all that stuff that happened. I've never heard of that one. I've been retired ten years. What do you already. mean, calling calling who? Like calling the team, the opponent, laughing it up, chuckling it up before the game. Before the game, you never called your boy before the game? No, I can't wait Listen. to hit my, some of my boys like. When, when, when we were younger in the league and my boy Shane Vereen was over at the Patriots, you know, Marv Jones over, at, you know, at Detroit, whatever it is, I'm calling the whole week. Hey, I'm, I'm busting your shit. Hey, just know, if I see you in these flats, I'm lighting you up. And we talking the whole time. But talking track, these boys now are pleasant, more pleasant. The jersey exchange. I we like play each other. You, like you, you got into the jersey exchange? I had to. It's, it's like, you don't have to do nothing. You a grown-ass man. Well, he's going to get into it, though, because people are going to ask for his jersey. Then you say, leave me alone, little but boy. See, <laughs> see, but I felt, I, see, I was weird about it when I first got it. No, I needed, I needed that Jer Julius Peppers. I've been looking up Julius Peppers forever. I didn't step to him, though, until I was like five Pro Bowls in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was, there was like a level of accomplishment I had to feel like to step to Julius Peppers. Like, it was, it was Pep. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? UNC, basketball, football. Yeah. Number one overall, you know, like the, like one of the greatest defensive ends to play. So, like, if I was going to step, it was going to be to a friend. It was going to be like, yo, you know, Mark, you know, Marv Jones, Eric Kendricks, Mike Kendricks, you, whoever it was. Hey, bro, I want your jersey because I want your jersey. And it's a dope moment because you're going to be my guy for as long as we've been boys. Yeah. Now, if it's like these new, like, you know, some random kid that I don't know, I do it. Because <laughs> like, I, I just think in my mind, I'm like, ah, future, Scotty Pippen. Can't let that happen. It <laughs> <laughs> don't have nothing to do with you, the future Scotty Pippen situation. Hey, just, I'm just saying, I'm like, ah. Can't go to jail. I'd have to kill somebody. <laughs> it couldn't be me. <laughs> so for for you in making that adjustment, you seem to be able to keep your style of play. Like you said, put the put hands on folks when you go out there. You God got bless these hands. me to bless others. You know what I'm saying? God bless you to bless others. <laughs> but you've also adjusted to the sort of new way these guys move personality-wise. Yeah. 
when you see, when you think of yourself fitting into a locker room, being a captain and all those things, what's your push now or what drives you now to still be a part of that culture? Because the culture is what you miss when you leave, right? Being able to talk to dudes, being able to relate to guys. It got to the point to me where I truly was just the OG. You know, where like everybody was coming to me for everything. I was trying to lead. I was hosting Bible study. Like that was my life. I didn't really, I went to Washington. I didn't really have my homeboys there anymore. How do you still relate to that locker room? And do you feel it's still that same type of joy from when you walked into it in 2011? Absolutely. I I tried to tell my young guys this year. I was like, yo, I'm giving you the keys. Like take the keys, drive. They're like, yo, man, it's still you. Take the keys. Like... I'm, I'm the man behind the boombox in the locker room. I'm, right. you know, if you need something, you come to me. And it funnels through me. And I'm like, nah, funnel through this guy. He's going to be the next guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah, Cam, you still got it. God dang it. <laughs> Give me the keys. I'm driving. <laughs> you know, but like, it's just a part of who I am. You know, like when it comes to just being yourself, that's what it is. I'm always going to try and talk to my guys because I'm trying to bring them together because that's just the way we, we sort of grew up in it. If you see a guy who's like, off to himself, you're supposed to talk to him. You're supposed to bring him in. The football field is the greatest aspect of team camaraderie because it's not like basketball where you can have one star, like a star he can carry the weight. Mm-hmm. You need, even if your quarterback is that dude, he still needs somebody else to, to be with him. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, you, if you're like that guy on defense, you can't just be that guy on, on, on the defensive line. You have to have a, every Batman needs a Robin. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that apparent. So, as long as there's a football team, we could talk about whatever. And now, like I said, now it's, it's cartoons for you, it's anime. You know, whatever it is, there has to be like a common commonality. These kids, like when I grew up, you watch anime and you shut the hell up about it. You didn't, you didn't just bring it to high school with you. Right. Hey man, I seen, the, hey, you saw the, the latest Yu-Gi-Oh? That boy was going crazy in Shaman King. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you, you haka show? He was going stupid today. No, you watch your show and you shut the hell up and you were like, yeah, but that BET uncut, and then you can find your common, just find your commonality. You know what I'm saying? Like hey, now these these boys are out here crying over the uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh cards, crying over Pokemon cards. I said, bro, we used to have binders of those. Yeah. You know, boys is like you know whatever whatever the steez is. Again, like you know they they rock handbags now going to game day. Yeah. The crossbody joint. Hey, nah, the in hand <laughs> Celine bags. Yeah. yeah then I said, oh, that's fashion now. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. You just, you just. Hey, 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 you know, I take my fanny pack and I sling it across the body. <laughs> to fit in. Yeah, commonality. We good. Commonality. <laughs> so you ever take the young boys and uh, invite them to the crib for Christmas for onesie time? She's what? For onesie. For That's a thing? The that, might, that might You're, be a running back thing. No. <laughs> your family, right? You, yeah, you wear the onesies. My, my, fam- my family. You ever onesies. invite some of the young Not boys over? Not at all. Nope. Right? No, 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 no. That's, a fa- that's an intimate ha ha he he moment with the fam. We go to see a movie. I would never be like, hey, D-line, <laughs> come on through. I got 3XL and 2XL uh, onesies for everybody. Nah. We know, nope. we know, nah. <laughs> but on, I will man. be like, hey, me and the fam, we hitting this movie. I rented out the movie theater. Come through. That's a slide. And I, I, we may be in, in onesies, but I'm not going to force my so, onesies so, on So anybody. is it Nikki's idea? or you? No, that's me. Yeah? Yeah. I'm a, like, I always wanted that, that, pic, like, that fun picture for the fam. And like the onesies is, is lit. It's the zip front. Yeah, the big onesie. Feet might be out, but feet also yeah. might be covered. We got the hoodie. You know what I'm saying? Damn. Uh, different, hey, different patterns. I picked those out every year. This year I didn't, and it didn't happen. I'm disappointed in. It. Like I said, yo, carry the torch. Torch dropped. It's back. That's on me. <laughs> whole house burns when the torch drops. You know what I'm saying? Whole house can burn. And we started this show speaking about your father, your mother, and the way that they parented and led. And I think this kind of comes full circle now which life does, you as the father, yeah. you as the husband. If we could get, if, if, if the Jordans had a reality show, Ooh. how would we see We've Cam? been approached about that like twice, fam. That'll never happen. I have never seen a reality TV show with a couple ending well. And what we gonna do is last. Right. Like if we, if we fall, it fail, it's gonna be because of us. It's not gonna be because others said, like throwing their input in. <laughs> if you threw the, the Jordan family in, you'd see a whole lot of squats, jumping jacks, and, and push-ups. Because, you know, this day and age, you got to, you know, cultivate your kids a different way, right? You can't, like, I grew up, I got my ass whooped, and then I'd wake up. You know, you, like, <laughs> you, catch, you catch them licks, and then you wake up. <gasps> oh, okay. You know, you cry yourself asleep. It's a different type of sleep. Right. Now, you, it's frowned upon. You know what I'm saying? So now we have other ways. We'll be in a restaurant. I'll be like, hey, man, you ain't listening. 
Dad, I'm sorry. All right, cool. The second time, hey, 25 squats. 25 In the restaurant? Jumps. I don't care where it's at. Dad, I'm embarrassed. It's on you. Mm. Wifey be like, look, stall them out. Ain't no stall out. <laughs> Get that in. Right. Only thing I can't do is do push-ups, because then she be like, they're on the, on the ground? Hey, they chose to make that mistake. Sit in it. Right. <laughs> so I'm saying, like, in terms of how we, how we, like, go about the kids, like, I think she is such a phenomenal mom that she, like, really doesn't need me. I'm just sort of the additive. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she, she does such a great job. I'm like... I don't, like, she's the law, but I'm the enforcer. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. she's like, she's like, ah, they need help. Guess what we doing today, guys? Wall squats, everybody. I'm coming in. <laughs> but I also get to have the fun aspect, too. She'll be like, hey, I just need a minute. Hey, we're going outside. Guess what we doing today? We're running fades. We're running sevens. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, I get to come in and have fun with them. She's the, hey, we're going to, uh, we're going to, you know, dribble with the right. We're going to dribble with the left. They got every coaching level at whatever they're going to do. I'm trying to create basketball players. She's like, you got to let them be. But I only have one son, so I got one shot at this. Mm. Hey, man, come be a lawyer. Come be a doctor. Dad, I want to hit somebody. Ah, we've already done that. Like, right. we've already done that as a Jordan squad. Like, let's, let's do something else. What about these hoops, though? Can I hit somebody? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard you say you sent them on nine and seven routes. Your daddy sent you on nine to seven routes. Facts. You yeah. might be doing more of your daddy than you really want to give it credit for. But I don't want to set up. I don't want to set up a hitting dummy for a seven-year-old and go smack him again, again. Wrong form. Gotta get it. <laughs> Rap and roll. No. <laughs> Maybe when he's thirteen. When, like when did you start playing football? About that twelve, thirteen. Right. Yeah. Four, and you was burnt out by thirty. It's never burnt out. I played till I was thirty-five. My body eventually told me it was time. I loved it and. Like I cultivated great atmospheres of teams my entire life because that's who I was. Like that was it was all I ever did, you know. And so for me, it wasn't about ever being burned out on something that God gave me as a passion. I think I want to end here. I read this whole thing too in coming into this show. Your father wrote you a letter for your 200th game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I I read through it and it was just a, a great insight into kind of how he he saw you and I, I couldn't imagine having like that like fathers talk mm -hmm. and not not all fathers are very expressive about their feelings or let you know what they think is great about you but in throughout reading that you could tell he felt like he and your mom raised a great man when you get an opportunity to look at that and think Lil Cam who played three three plays in his first you know, game as an eighth grader is now was now going into his 200th game. Has now become the all-time sacks leader. Ken is going to be a, a Hall of Famer, and you get an opportunity to read those things about yourself. What did that make you feel? Man, honestly, I didn't even see when it came out. He texted me like, "Hey, man, did you see the letter?" I was like, "What letter?" Because you know, it was just like you all that media during season. You you can't you can't filter through all of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so he texted. I was like, "Dang, let me go look." I, I read it, and I was over there like. All right, so at least I'm not going down the wrong path. Like we're we're, we're doing something positive. If anything, I was just like, hey man, but I've never had to worry about affirmations of love mm. from my parents. You know, my mom will my mom will go out the way, be like, hey baby, just call the call. And I'm saying like, you know, pops pops before games will be like, if he can get a hold of me because I know what he's calling for. I mean, it'll literally be like on the drive to the stadium when you're already locked in. Hey man, want to run a couple things by you? And oh by the way, I got you prayed up. Lord, he just wants, wants to bless you while you're headed into you. So, like, you know, you, you catch him like, Daddy, I can't, can't deal with, with, with this, uh, this bill that you're trying to drop on me right now <laughs> that, that came to my house about whatever it is. But all right, cool, let's go through the prayer. So, you, like, but he always, you know, he's always ended because I think when he was growing up, he had, um, he, he had two teachers and they just, like, showed you love. And they were, like, super old school black. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, both of them were, one was an English teacher, one was a science teacher. But when they had their kids, they were like 40-something. So they've gone through a whole life of tribulations, whatever it is. So they grew up in a, in a very like, let me show you I love you by providing for you type family. Mm. Whereas I grew up with two parents that were very, I'm going to tell you I love you as well as show you I love you. And if you step out of line, I'm whooping you because I love you. Mm -hmm. So I grew up completely different. So I read the, I read the note and it's just, it's just another affirmation. It's another like, all right, cool. So I'm not doing them a disservice. Mm. Because the the man Anita raised, the, the man Steve raised, you know, they came together and I call myself the perfect child because I'm the middle child. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm not off the path. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the second child is always the best. It just is what it is. Can't listening to a man and knowing your personality, out outspoken, you know, very what rambunctious, highly, just loud. Highly sarcastic. Yeah. Say loud, sarcastic, mm. but you know what I'm saying? The life of the party. You had the perfect life, bro. The perfect child. But no, no, like, to be honest, <laughs> mom and dad. Yeah. Pushing you, there with you, interaction with both of them. Absolutely. College degree. Yeah. Go to college, ball out, get drafted. No college first degree. Round. High school, GED. High school, always. Oh, we left at three and a half. <laughs> you went to the senior bowl and ain't got a degree? Hey, I feel you like. You was bullshitting. I felt like, hey, I was, I was targeting four years. Like, I still got like four classes left. <laughs> I chose the streets, the streets didn't choose me. <laughs> okay. I made my path. So, yeah, so you chose the streets. <laughs> first round pick, rolling out. You say, tri like, trials and tribulations. You had none. Am I wrong by that? Because it doesn't no. sound like it. Boy had a boy smooth had a DUI. I gave myself, I gave my it was self-hindering problems. Yeah. Headed into my sophomore year, I, I got a DUI. Cause it was it was just like you said, life was going too good. Like you you know what I'm saying? Like you you seen that that Ricky Bobby, Talladega Knights, dad was sitting there with the family and like, ah, it's going too good. It ends up like, I'm gonna screw this shit up. <laughs> That's what it was like. I was like, yo, like, I'm I'm sliding to start. I've got this going for me, I've got this for me. I can't, I, I'm untouchable. I had a life-altering and humbling moment. I'd like, you know, got in the car, took off, off-duty cop pulls me over. I go to jail that night, you know what I'm saying? I go to a holding cell, there's a cat in the holding cell. I'm over here like big dogging. And now I'm like, I'm like, what's up? You trying to run these, this fade or no? But he's drunk, probably as drunk as I am. Like, just like, <laughs> they get, put it crazy here. I'm over here bucked up. Come out that, that next day and like, it was literally after, headed into sophomore year, about to play Michigan State, beat the hell out of Kirk Cousins and whoever in their team. It was a spring game. It was, it was that summer. There was that summer game. So the coach gives you the speech: "Hey, don't anything, don't do anything to hurt your team, hurt yourself, yada yada yada." And I was that guy, right? So the next day I had to come in. Meanwhile, my dad is there for the game, um, mm. and I just got an apartment. So I, 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 I like get out of the holding cell, jail, whatever it is. And I run to the crib. It's probably like a mile and a half out. Run to the crib. I'm getting into the house. Pops pulls up. And like, I've got nothing in this apartment, right? It's me, two roommates, because we live in Cal. Rent's astronomically high. We're trying to figure that shit out. I let him suit the whole place, right? Like, hey, dresser, TV, whatever it is. I got a, I got a bed. And he's like, you got to figure out, you know, X, like all the amenities. I'm going to give you what you need. I had to hit him with the dad. I became a statistic last night. And that's how I started off. I was, he's like, what you talking about? Got a DUI, yada, yada, yada. So... Car gets taken back, lawyer fees come in. He's like, you gotta figure this shit out. You gotta become a man because you're acting like a boy. Mm. Oh, by the way, you gotta call your mom. No, 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 I told you, brother, so you can tell your wife. Y'all live together, <laughs> do this for me. It was a moment where you can't take life for granted. And literally I was like, all right, well shit, I gotta figure this out. So I had to get a job. I had to, I had to be a bouncer at night because you're a football player. You're going to school, you're doing whatever. I created stressors in my life. And I said, if I can get out of my own way, shit, look, where, where can we go? Mm. Went from there. Just don't get in your own way. For a city that's gone through as much as New Orleans has gone through, they, they tend to always have someone as the face of their sport organizations that sort of take the lead to, to pick, you know, carry the city. You have so much on your plate. You're the sole face of the New Orleans Saints. I can't think of any other player. Alvin Kamara. That's what I I mean, the AK, my guy, but as in terms of the face, yeah. you know, when your time is up in New Orleans, what, what, what's your legacy? Like, what do you want to leave on that city? 1% rule. 1% uh, rule. I'm always trying to be better than I was yesterday by at least 1%. This idea that I'm a face of the city, I can tell you if I am or not. The way I play, I can tell you how hard I play. I just know that I give it my all every play. So whatever I do, I give it 100%. And whatever I gave yesterday, I try and give more today. Because I think about what I've given or what I've done but there's always reserves. There's always something you can do more. Like, damn, I talked to 20 kids a day. Had I talked to 21, I could have helped somebody else in that, in that aspect. I talked to, you know, I helped two teammates out today. If I would have helped, you know, my safety understand that I got B gap and he's got to just free flow into the C gap, how much better could we be as a defense? There's always something you could do more, right? So I try not to live in regret. I try to live in, in the aspect of I'm trying to do better than I did yesterday. And that goes to all forms of life. If you look at my legacy, just know that I've given everything I could. And if, if I'd never play football again today, I'm cool with it. I could sit back and say, yo, I'm gonna talk to my son, I'm gonna talk to my daughters, and be like, your daddy was cold. <laughs> <laughs> but also, 
if you if you eliminate some of the distractions, like my early years of going out burning burning the candle on both ends, you know, you eliminate some of those distractions of of feeling like the need to fit in, whether that be chains, watches, girls, cars, houses, whatever it is, you eliminate the distractions of even family, of when you get money, because <laughs> Lord knows when you get money, they think they got money. Mm-hmm. Elim- eliminate those distractions early and you can propel yourself so much further than it was. So if you say legacy, just know that whatever I've given, I've given all that I could. Well, from the pivot, man, Steve and Anita's son is making them extremely proud, bro. You have become all the things I believe they wanted to instill in you. And also from your self-imposed adversity, you've come out on the other side of that as a father who cares, as a husband who tries to understand. And as one of the greatest players in the organization of a team in my hometown who at times were not an organization as all, man. So we appreciate you sitting with us, dog. That was dope. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all having me on, man. Yes, sir. I've been hey. waiting on my call, bro. Hey, hey, that dog said, that boy said, I, flip, I became a statistic. <laughs> I like, how do you tell your daddy who you are, fam? Like, I got to look this man in the eye like, hey, I got hey. drunk last night. No. I was like, hey, he like, pop, they got me. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, hey, straight up, I became a statistic last night. Like, you got to understand, Pops is an engineer. He's a numbers guy. Right. Yeah. So right. Like, That's I can't be like, hey, daddy, they got me. That man got no sympathy for me. None. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cow, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the mission, got me up. Uh, knowing me, I got the key. Uh, on the vision, I can trust. Uh, trust. Uh, limitless. Take a stomach cow, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, got me up. Uh, on the